Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of The Bird Calls. He is Ali Kosil. I am David Grubb, and we are your hosts... And the New Orleans Pelicans are now 0-2 in the preseason after another um, blowout loss, this time losing by 33 points, 120-87 to at the hands of the Houston Rockets in Birmingham in their last quote-unquote home game of the preseason. <laughs> Ollie, there's not much good to take away from this, like even with the mitigating factor of it's only the preseason, you've lost these two preseason games by a combined, uh, what, 50 points now? 50 points. 50 points. And have not looked good over the last seven quarters of the eight quarters that you've played. Yeah, I think you said it very succinctly and nicely because I'm sure a lot of fans had a lot of worse thoughts watching that performance tonight. As toward in the first game, right, at least there was glimpses, especially from the starting unit. You saw them moving well offensively, kind of, you know, going through the principles that are trying to be implemented by James Borrego, Willie Green, and the rest of the staff. And, of course, that was a drop-off in that game. But this game, David, it started off on the wrong foot. There's no sugarcoating it. Houston outplayed New Orleans from start to finish. It didn't matter who was on the court. And you go on, and if you miss a game, just a quick glance at the box score will tell you everything you need to know, right? And I just looked at the fast break points difference, right? 28 to 1. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that before. Preseason, regular season, blowouts, you name it. And if you did watch a game, well, you saw quickly – how that transpired, and a whole lot more. So I'm sure we're going to delve into it, but this is a performance where you want to say, on the one hand, scrub this one, get rid of it. Kind of like Alvin Gentry used to say, move on to the next one. But yet again, you can't do that because this, as you mentioned, seven quarters now out of eight is not supposed to be Pelicans basketball, but yet they've produced some of the most subpar basketball that I've ever seen. And usually with them, Right. It all comes down to effort. Willie Green was known with instilling a culture here. And it started right after his rookie inaugural season. They got to that really poor three and 16 start. But then the team came together. They never quit. They started playing hard. Right. And and I haven't really seen any of that, and especially tonight. So I'm sorry, fans. There's not much else to say. And we start, Ali, you know, when we talk about the preseason. You know, we just say keep it very simple. Your expectations are low. 
because you're looking for three things because you understand the lineups or not the lineups you're going to see. You understand the situations or not the situations that players are going to typically be placed in. But you want to see effort, you want to see execution, and you want to see intensity. The Pelicans came out flat. Um, they were passive um, individually and collectively. The people that you expected to set a tone for this team did not do so. And, you know, again, this team is at its best when it's doing what, Ali? Playing as a unit, sharing the basketball. 20 assists tonight, 25 turnovers. 18 steals for the Rockets. That tells you that the Pelicans were being sloppy with the basketball. They weren't throwing it into the stands. These are 18 steals. That, that that's doing things you're not able to do. That's people trying too much or not caring enough about what they're doing. That's how you end up with that kind of thing. And you talk about 28 to one in fast break points. The Pelicans also, we understand as you're trying to get this three point thing together and it was just about even tonight. It was just about even for three point range, but you can't get doubled up in points in the paint as the new Orleans Pelicans. 52 to 26 points in the paint. That cannot happen. And again, this team is supposed to get to the free throw line. It's supposed to be built to get to the free throw line. Only 15 attempts, only 10 makes. Only 10 makes. And that's two games of poor free throw shooting from whomever has gotten to the line. So seven quarters you've been outscored. The Rockets shot over 50% from the floor tonight. That talks that that speaks directly to effort again. What kind of shots you're giving up to your opponents, even in the preseason? You're not willing to stop people from getting up to the rim at will. You saw we talk about the Pelicans having athleticism. The Rockets looked at more athletic. That you talk about being intense. The Rock, Rockets look having more more intense. The Rockets have had more changeover in the offseason than the Pelicans had. The Rockets have gotten younger in some places, and have gotten and, and more experience in the backcourt. They look better from start to finish than the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, they look like they wanted to play NBA basketball under Ime Udoka, and hats off to him. He's got them playing well early, right? They're 2-0, and if they played anything like this against the Pacers, yeah, Houston might have something going. So like I said, credit to them, but on the Pelicans' side, that tone was set early, David, right, right, right from the tip-off passes that were not completed and then suddenly ball movement vanished then man movement vanished and it all devolved into a jumbled mess right towards the second quarter it seemed like a lot of guys were just going one-on-one and namely I was looking at Brandon and CJ and throughout all this Zion never seemed to really just want to grab the bull by the horns and try and you know lead his team out of this muck right they they needed something they needed a spark anywhere um, yes, they hit a few three-pointers. CJ was rolling a little bit there at the time. B.I. hit those three middies. But overall, it, the way they scored was not synonymous with how I know Willie Green wants this offense to be run. And it was really night and day for me from the first half against the Magic to this entire game. So I'm not sure how the coaching staff wants to approach it with their players, but I'll tell you what, I would choose – you probably go a harsh rest because, David, th this just shouldn't happen, right? You should at some point feel embarrassed, right? 
and you have real aspirations of doing something in the West this season, right? Especially when you think if you can stay healthy, that we can be a top four, top six team, that you can't have this as an example. So I'm glad it was in the preseason. That's probably my best takeaway that this happened in the preseason. They've got two more games coming up in the next, what, five days. And then they're going to have about a week before the start of the regular season. So they've got time to try and get on track. And that's pretty much where I'm at. I don't know, David. This was, you know, I've watched almost all the preseason games going back to maybe the Mashburn days, right? And I can't recall just such a pathetic performance, you know, from start to finish. Typically, we've seen this team come out very well in their preseason, especially especially during the Zion preseasons. From his first one, remember, like the exam, mm-hmm. they went undefeated his, his first Five and year. Five I think, right. Um, so, you know, to see this, and yeah, the Rockets are taking this seriously. The Rockets are averaging 121 points per game in their two wins in the, in the preseason. And they beat the Pacers, but they only beat the Pacers by 19. They come out. And they beat the Pelicans by 33 points. Like, that's the part that, that should be concerning to people is that the effort, the resistance, like just like you said, Ali, the pride of just this, this shouldn't happen. This shouldn't happen, even in the preseason, even if you're you're not going and taking it for for at, at full value. Brandon Ingram has eight turnovers in 49 minutes. You know, I mean, 39 minutes, excuse me, 39 minutes, eight turnovers in 39 minutes. CJ had five turnovers tonight, zero assists. And you said that's that's not playing the game that they're supposed to be playing. That means the ball is sticking in people's hands. It's not moving. People weren't cutting. People weren't finishing at the rim. The things that we saw in that first quarter, the crispness of movement, the purposefulness, of movement, the decisiveness. None of that was there. And there was no aggression from a single player. I don't, I mean, you know, people took shots. I, I guess the, the the one player I'll say I, I'll, I'll give some credit to, but even it takes a while for him still, is Dyson Daniels. He shot the ball well, especially from three. He shot it with confidence from three. He rebounded as he typically does. Um, he still needs to work on his his ball handling. You know, the turnovers are still a problem. But Dyson gave an effort. But that's that was hard to find on this roster tonight. Right. I, I enjoyed largely what Dyson did as well. He did miss two that he should have made at the rim. And again, it just wasn't him. Pretty much a whole team, right, M- missed bunnies. Um, Jordan Hawkins had one. Um, I, don't, I don't even want to go through the list. But another player that kind of stood out to me was at the start of the second quarter, right after Houston scored to take a nine-point lead. I think Herb Jones had like four fantastic defensive possessions where there was a block, a steal, um, and then he also, I think, thwarted a couple shots close to the rim, right, all because of his length and activity. So the Pelicans gave themselves a chance to get back in that game about three to four minutes into that second quarter. But again, the rest of the guys just weren't there. And the lack of execution, it it just, it it honestly blew my mind. And then, of course, the multiple efforts thing. So when they went small, 
David, there seemed to be nobody in the middle after one effort was made, once Zion was moved away from the rim. How many easy layups or dunks did the Rockets seem to get against that small ball unit, right? And there's just so many other examples that's really not worth going to, going through, right, listing it um, individually. But, David, I'm, I'm just what? left shaking my head. Balance unit didn't have his first shot till about 12, 13 minutes in a game. I mean, he finished with four shot attempts. Williamson with three. And, you know, for a team that prides on getting in the lane, on pounding the paint, offensive glass, you name it, living in there, I just don't see how any of that's acceptable. So, yes, Brandon Ingram, CJ, started looking more for their shots. But, again, if you're truly going to try and win as a team, you should go and, you know, try and accomplish those concepts that you know are going to lead to success. And I just didn't see any of it all night long. The three is going to be there. The three is going to be there. But you have to get the touches inside to Zion early. You have to get the touches to Jonas early to get any of this to work. To get any, It has to play off of them. Brandon will get the ball. It's going to find him. You know what I mean? Like, like it's going to find CJ. And it's going to find them in advantageous situations if they work it inside first and move off of all of those things. They just didn't do that tonight. And then the other part, like you said, that's the, that's kind of concerning. And, and just Zion has to take this, the bull by the horns. He has to be assertive. You can, he has to demand the basketball. He knows what he has to prove, not only to himself, but to his teammates who he has not been around. He has to prove to them, yes, I'm capable of carrying you. I am capable of winning games for you because that's the kind of player I have to be for this franchise. And we have not seen that. We have seen some good moments, but we've not seen the kind of player that talked about, I worked on being unguardable. Like, I want to see that kind of edge. I want to see you care a little bit more. And it's been, it's, it's felt like, even in the, the open practice, that there's been a bit of going through the motions for him. Yeah, uh, that, that's the best way to put it because I've seen the same thing. And look, I thought that Zion had enough touches, at least through most of that first half, but he chose not to do much with them. When he got the initial touch somewhere, you know, high elbow, down in the post, he quickly passed it back out. And some of those were good passes because it led to open threes, but some were not. He didn't even look to score. And then on some of his drives, they weren't those typical drives that he puts a body into you, hits the seam, and really attacks the rim. Most of these drives are where he's leaving the feet, his feet eight to ten feet from the rim, and it's automatic. You can see it. He's looking to you know kick it out somewhere, cross court, you name it. He, he, I don't know, for whatever reason, this is probably the most passive I've ever seen him. And on top of that, usually when he does make a pass, David, it usually leads to at least a potential assist or an assist. I didn't really see too many of those of that variety either. So, yeah, for Zion, and he may not be the vocal leader, but he sure as heck is an on-the-court leader. And to put forth that performance is really unacceptable. I mean, I'm just going to flat out say it. That's unacceptable, and I don't want to see that again. The last thing is because I don't want to belabor this, this kind of game. I want to move on from it. But the one thing I do want to address is the Pelicans' decision not to, be, to get bigger during the offseason. Because they have been beaten pretty badly on the defensive glass in each of these two games. 
they have been beaten in transition pretty badly in each of these two games. Um, and they're not big in both of the teams. Houston has length. That is a long front court that the Rockets have. The Pelicans don't have length to match that. They don't have athleticism to match that. Um, you're going up against a, uh, uh, the Hawks next with Clint Capella. And we saw what he did against the Pelicans last season and, and was able to, how he was able, and a Kongu and, that, and those types of guys, the, the activity that they give around the bucket. Do you think it was a mistake for the Pelicans not to get bigger in the offseason? Well, we haven't seen Cody Zeller yet, right? So I'm definitely going to hold any kind of judgment till he gets on the court, till Larry Nance gets back. So that's why I think I even said, maybe to you, maybe to the group, that I don't mind them trying a small ball five with Zion at the five. Preseason's a time to experiment. And truly, if it was to you know, find some success, it makes all the sense in the world. Right. If you've got Zion, you surround him largely by four shooters. Tell you what, that could be an offensive juggernaut. And we saw that in limited minutes against the Magic. But again, if you can't do anything else with those lineups, it's not even going to matter. Right. I, today, defensively, they did nothing. They, those small units did absolutely nothing. So I don't want to belabor that anymore either. But I will say this, David. That- yeah. But, but to your point, right, the size, it, it stood out to me. Houston was flying all around the rim. Their athletes were there. The Pelicans were not. They weren't, of course, putting bodies a lot of times on people to stop them from getting, you know, to the rim for second chance points and such. But you saw, right? You saw their length, and it was troublesome. I think that might have been part of the reason why Zion didn't attack maybe initially as much, or some of the other guys as well, because let's face it, I didn't see Valanciunas really, you know, eating up Sangoon on the inside. B.I. usually has a couple of drives. He might have, I think, had one. Uh, so, yeah, Houston's a well-put-together team. Pelicans, they're a question mark. And they've gotten taught. You know, you add it, you get a Dylan Brooks who's bigger and stronger, you know, in the backcourt as well. And and you look at the Pelicans, you just, again, you just think about the Jaron Jackson Juniors, the Victor Wimbanyama, the the, the uh, Chet Holmgrens, all of whom who you're, they're going to see on a regular basis. And you just you just wonder, I mean, like, the Pelicans have some capable defenders who are six seven, but do you have enough? And but length matters at some point, and it makes when you have a shorter front court, especially on the offensive end, where you want to be efficient. It's so much harder for Zion to score against a bunch of six ten guys than it is, you know, if if there's no one to match up with him. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, look, David. The bottom line is the Pelicans a lot of times last year relied on, honestly, effort, right? So the Jose Alvarado's, the Herb Joneses, they made up for the lack of either, you know, height or weight, strength, you name it, by just really outworking their opponents. And that's why I think defensively they shine, right? But so far through these two games, I don't think I've seen that effort. We've seen some from certain individuals um, at times, but nowhere near it needs to be team-wide or anywhere close to the full game. No, and and not even with the guys that they're missing. Yeah. Not even with the guys that they're missing because you have your starting five and they should be setting some type of tone. That's the thing is your starting five should be setting this. They've been begging for this opportunity, like, you know, just to, to be on the court together. And it's very limited in this preseason. You've got to maximize them. You have to take full advantage of them and make them work because you need good film for yourself. 
You need good reps for yourself, for your own confidence. For as you when you get ready to start this season, they they just they do. They need they need that energy. Like you said, they need that those good vibes, quite honestly, because they need that, to have a good start to this season. If there's any team in this league that needs to get off to a solid start, it's the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah. And you saw how it served them so so well last season, right? They were they were largely healthy, right, through the first month. Yes, some guys, I remember BI what had a concussion. Zion had a little bit of a, I think it was a foot issue. Had a little thing. Yeah. Game, stuff like that. CJ got sick, but they held the ship together because it felt like the vibes were not only good, but they, they played team basketball. They played Willie Green basketball and exuded usually well more times than not more effort than their opponent. And like I said, that's what makes this first two games of the preseason so troubling to me. Are they coming in with a mindset like, okay, we're kind of going to coast because we know what we are. We started off last season great. Again, you have to wonder about, you know, does this team feel like they've accomplished something? Because what I watched today was a team that honestly was acting like, hey, we don't need to worry about this because we've taken care of business in the past when it counts. That That's never happened before with this franchise. So they shouldn't have that mentality. So I'm going to be very curious to see how they bounce back against the Atlanta Hawks, really. That's probably going to be the biggest litmus test following you know a debacle like this it's a test of their professionalism yeah how they come out i just want to see 10 good minutes of basketball from the start like just come out like you did at home of course you'd want to see them come away with a win but most important thing is show show that you care man show that show that this this is not going to happen this is not going to happen again not not to lose like this not to not this um ollie i think i think that i think that about covers it i don't want to go any further in a detail on, on a night like this, again, it's preseason. I don't want to adjust it, give it more weight than it's worth, but I, I think we've we've covered it tonight. Yeah, the only other thing I want to add is that Jordan Hawkins seemed to have found this shot, right? He struggled immensely. Bit. Right, yeah. But for the most part, I, I thought I saw him shooting with confidence, shooting the three ball really well, because um, we didn't see in summer league, certainly didn't see in that first preseason game. Tonight, I thought we saw it. So, like I said, it's a small little win for him that I think should be mentioned. Yeah, he's you, you know, it's still going to be difficult for him to get on the court because he's got to mm-hmm. defend and he's still so small. And I just I don't know if he's ready to defend at an NBA level. And we know how hard it is for, for rookies to get off the bench with Willie Green. But if he can shoot, if he can at least do that consistently, it's hard to keep him on the bench. Because this team does not have a lot of shooters, so um, he could be very important at certain times. Until the next time, um, he is Ali Cosell. I'm David Grubb. Check out thebirdrights.com for all the latest on the New Orleans Pelicans. Plenty of features there. Um, we also got player by player breakdowns from uh, Ben Pfeiffer as well. And check out uh, the bird calls on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts and and, uh, subscribe to the Harden to Paint YouTube channel while you're there as well. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And until the next time, in the words of our good friend, Ellis, let's go, Pels.